0: Welcome to the Core Happiness Podcast. I'm your host, Casey Banks, a mindset and positive psychology coach. On this podcast, we discuss all things related to creating happiness from within. So let's do it. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Core Happiness. On this episode, we are continuing with part two of a two part series for finding purpose. A quick note before we get started. In this episode, I cover quite a lot of areas, so I encourage you to save this episode, come back to it maybe even a few times if you need to, but really take time with it. Write down some of the questions that I ask you, think about them, write down your answers, and use this episode as an audio workbook of how to find your purpose. Now, let's get into it. What is your purpose in life? That's a question that everyone at some point or time has asked themselves. And it's a question that can be difficult to answer, but it's one worth asking. Because your purpose is the reason why you're here. It gives your life meaning and direction. It acts like a North Star. It motivates you to get up in the morning. It motivates you when things are going tough. And it helps you overcome challenges. Now, if you are a person... Who is not sure what your purpose is, or if you have struggled to figure out what your purpose is, do not worry. You are not alone. Many, many people struggle with finding their purpose. And it's because we tend to think of it as something that is innate, something that we don't have to work for, something that we're born with, or something that comes naturally. And we think that we're just supposed to wake up one day and say, oh, that's my purpose. I now have clarity. But that's not the way it works. So let's talk about how to find your purpose. If you listen to the previous episode, then you know the first proven step to finding your life purpose is to overcome limiting beliefs. If you have not listened to the previous episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to it because we talked about the importance of overcoming limiting beliefs that may have been established in your childhood or may have been something you picked up along the way from people you grew up with, or maybe your friends or family, maybe even society. And they're limiting beliefs that affect how you view yourself. They affect what your potential could be. They affect your capabilities, your strengths, your weaknesses, all the things that make you you, that make you unique. So overcoming that is the first and most important step. So please go back and listen to that episode if you have not already. Once you finish the first step and have worked on limiting beliefs, you can move on to number two, which is reflect on your values and passions. Now, here's the thing that is a huge caveat is passion is not something you find. It is something you have to develop. When I speak to people most of the time, especially in coaching, I hear, oh, I don't have a passion. And the common misconception here is that passion is something that you should just have. And it's something that you should know. Or you think it's linked to a talent or a skill. And it may be linked to a talent or a skill. But the part about that is it's not a talent or skill that you're born with. Passion develops over time. It's not just an emotion or a skill that's just waiting to be triggered. It's something you have to work on. And it can take multiple experiences and multiple triggers to something that entices you or something that interests you or something that you're curious about. Your interest develops into a passion. Don't think, oh my gosh, I didn't pick this up right away. I'm a horrible artist. I'm a horrible musician. I'm a horrible teacher, whatever it is. Give yourself a little grace. You have to try. Allow yourself to explore. Allow yourself to play. You know, and a passion isn't something you should have to force. Passion comes from being open to trial and error. You have to try some things. And you may not be good at the things you try in the beginning. But if something piques your curiosity and you're wanting to try it again and again and again, then you might develop a talent for it. You might develop a skill for it. You might lose yourself. You might get lost in the flow. And then you can say, okay, I'm really losing time when I'm doing this. It feels very zen. It feels like I didn't even realize hours went by. That might be something that you are passionate about. When talking about passion, usually what I do with my clients is we go through an activity where I tell them to make a list. And that list consists of a few things. Number one being childhood interests and passions. Think about when you were younger, what interests you? What did you like to do? What sparked curiosity for you? What sparked joy? What did you lose time doing? And then write it all down. For me, I know when I was younger, I absolutely loved creating things. I would get lost for hours creating homemade gifts for my grandmother or for my family and friends, whether it was friendship bracelets or custom-made calendars before, you know, the internet was just new and I'm dating myself. But it was not easy to make those things. We didn't have places just to go and make them. So I would make them myself and I would hand make things and I would love it. And I also got lost in music. I got lost in dance. So think about things in your childhood that you would get lost in. Then think about your interests as adults. What activities please you now? What aspects of your current life bring you joy, excitement, or anything that energizes you? Think about that. And then add anything that comes up as your adult interest, add them to your list of your childhood interest. Then go back and look at your gifts. We're all unique for a reason. We're all individual. We're all authentic. And that honestly is our greatest strength, is the fact that we are all so different. Look at what makes you different. What qualities make you feel most like you? What do you have to offer? Lean into that authenticity of who you are. What makes you you? What makes you tick? What do you find easy that other people may find hard? What are your dreams? Write that down. Then look at your values. What do you stand for? What do you value? Who do you value? How do your values affect those around you? How do your values affect you? And then look at what you're committed to. If you could do anything at all, what would you do? If you could be anything at all, what would you be? Who would you be? So after you've created this list of childhood interest, adult interest, your gifts, your values, then go back and reread it. Because most of the time you will find a deeper meaning and a reason that is connecting things into a passion. But start small. Start with finding things that you enjoy What is it? Nature, books, magazines, learning. I'm a big learner. I call myself a lifelong learner. I love to learn. I love research. I love scientific facts. I just love learning. I love learning about things, about people. And then I like sharing that knowledge. But once you have a list, you can go back, look through it, figure out what the commonality is. And then once you have identified a couple of areas that could be passion for you, move on to step three in finding your purpose, which is look at your talent. And skills. What strengths do you have? What are you good at? What do you enjoy doing? Now, notice that I've had strength and skills very separate from passion, right? Because passion does not always have to be tied to a skill and vice versa. A skill does not have to be tied to a passion of yours. Just because you're good at something doesn't necessarily make that your purpose, but it can help define your purpose. But you have to look at it and see what comes naturally to you now or in the past. What activities are you naturally drawn to? What comes natural for you? What brings you a sense of peace or fulfillment? And if you don't know, ask others, ask your friends, ask your family. Ask them to name just three things that they think you're good at or they would consider a strength of yours. And then summarize that down to three to five different skills. And again, these are not things you need to be born with. Sometimes these things come from learned abilities. Then moving on to the next proven step of finding purpose is Consider your experiences and your personality type. What have you learned from life experiences? If you think about your life on a timeline, whether it's in a big way or a small way, where there's significant things that happened that impacted your journey or shifted your mindset or shifted your path through life at some point. So go through and just think about if there are patterns showing from any of these significant experiences. Then look at your personality. What have you learned from your life experiences? What challenges have you overcome? And then look at your personality type. Are you an extrovert or an introvert? Where do you naturally direct your attention? Where do you get energy from? Think about, are you a thinker? Are you a feeler? Are you more logical, objective, analytical? Or are you kind of looking for how things feel, even if it doesn't make sense logically? Are your decisions based on ethics, a gut feeling, There are a lot of people who like to take the Myers-Briggs personality type, which is a test that you can find online. I can link to it in the show notes here, but it usually will go through different dimensions of your personality type and you can see where you fall within that list. But think about your personality type and what you're drawn to. Then move on to the next step, which is imagine your ideal life. What would your life look like? What would you be doing? Who would you be with? Where would you be? Imagining your ideal life, and we talk about ideal. So this is big picture. This is pie in the sky. This means there are no limitations. So imagine that ideal life with no restrictions. Anything's possible in this picture that you're creating. Then talk to people that you admire. Ask them for advice. Ask them how they found their purpose. If you could have a mentor, who would you want to mentor you? What would you want to learn from them? But think about that. Write that down. Who do you admire and why? Then finally, once you've gone through all of the previous seven steps, put it all together. I like to tell people to write a sentence that just sums it up. Some people call it a personal brand statement. Some people call it a manifesto. Some people call it a clarifying purpose, whatever you want to call it. Combine everything from the previous seven steps into a statement or sentence that summarizes your purpose. And if you don't feel clear enough to do that, go back through the steps. Go back to each section just like you would a stepping stone and observe the most important thing that stands out to you from each section and then just summarize that. Take your time and then just look to see where are the patterns? Is there a direction pointing me towards something? Is there a momentum that I can see? Does there seem to be a common story that's coming up? Are there lessons that I keep learning over and over again? When you were looking back through these steps and trying to align with your purpose, if you see commonalities, if you feel anything powerful that stands out to you, That's what you need to note. Then put it into a purpose statement and make sure that it's phrased in a positive and inspiring way so when you read it, it sounds like a declaration. And then you have to take action on it. Start living that manifesto. Start believing in your personal statement and acting as if. And this may mean you have to be open to changes. You might have to change your career. You might have to change your lifestyle. You might have to change... Some relationships to fit with who you want to be and how you want to show up in this world. Because the choice is yours. If you believe it, you can be it. But start with the things that absolutely need to change your mindset, your health, your career. What are patterns, habits, routines that you currently engage in that do not align with this personal statement? Are there people in your life that you need to limit, or do you need to change your schedule? Finding your purpose is a journey, it is not a destination. It is a process where you go through discovery and you go through growth and you cannot be afraid of change along the way. It's not going to be easy all the time, but it is worth the effort. Above all, though, make sure that you're patient with yourself. I can't even begin to tell you how many times I've heard people say, oh, I hate when people bring up purpose. I don't have a purpose. It makes me feel like I have something that I should have, but I don't. And I hate this feeling. You have to be patient. It takes time to find your purpose. Just don't give up. And don't be afraid to ask for help. If you're struggling, feeling like you don't have a sense of purpose, talk to a professional, talk to a life coach, talk to a counselor. They can help you see things that you're being blocked from seeing. Sometimes we're just too close to things that we don't see it for ourselves. Don't be afraid to ask for help. You're not alone if you don't have your purpose yet. That is okay. The biggest key here is consistency. Remember that it's a journey and that it can evolve. As you grow and change through adulthood, So might your passion, so might your purpose, so might your talents. So if you once felt drawn to something and you felt that you had a purpose, but you feel like you no longer align with it, and now you feel lost because you're like, well, I feel like I had a purpose at one point, but now I feel like I don't. This happens a lot with parents. Parents feel like their purpose is really wrapped up in the role of parenthood and providing and caring for their child and getting their child into adulthood, creating wonderful citizens. Then when that child goes off to school, well, who am I? What's my purpose? And that's okay too, because your purpose can evolve as you evolve. So this is not a one and done. You go through these steps, you find your purpose fantastic. It might change in a decade from now or two decades from now. But the main takeaway here is we all have a purpose. Carolyn Mays once said, if you have life, you have purpose. It is that simple. That quote stuck with me because I wholeheartedly agree, and I think that anything that has life, whether it is animals, nature, trees, grass, insects, if you look at the world, everything living has purpose, and we as human beings are no different. We exist because we have a purpose. I have purpose. You have purpose. We all have purpose. Just as we are individuals and just as we are unique, we all have unique perspectives We're all different. So is our purpose. So as you set off, enjoy the journey and don't be afraid to change course along the way. And don't be afraid to talk to people. Talk to people who inspire you. Talk to people who motivate you. Talk to friends. Talk to family. Talk to people who know you. Or talk to a professional who can help. Because having a purpose is that driving force. That is the thing that motivates you. It's the thing That makes you want to get up in the morning. It's the thing that keeps you going. It's the thing that provides the light. And that's all we have for today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed this two-part series on finding your purpose. I would love to hear from you. And I hope you will join us next time. I thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to rate it or leave a review. If you have any thoughts or questions, I would love to hear from you. You can email podcast at happiness. For show notes and additional resources, you can visit www.corehappiness.com. As always, please remember, never let anyone diminish your light. Until next time, sending you my love.